The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. I can't say that I've got the meaning of life all figured out. And they say, don't they, that the more you learn or know, the more you realise you don't know. And I definitely feel that to be true. I'm very humbled by what there is still to learn. But one thing, for quite a while now, I've really strongly believed, and I can't see how this is going to change in a while, is the appearance of paradox in absolutely everything that exists. So paradox is like the opposing forces and energy. It's the upside and the downside, the happiness and the sadness, the defeat and the victory. And I've never found anything that's one-sided, which wouldn't be a paradox. So I remember Mark saying to me in the lift with James Kahn when we were at the 2010 Property Super Conference, And he basically said, I finally sold my flat in Bulgaria. And it's like a weight off my shoulders. And it's cost me about 35 grand. And it's been the best education I could have ever got. And he called it his entrance fee. And that was his worst property deal, which was also his best education. So that's a paradox. and so if, if you believe it to be true too, that everything has an upside when looking at downsides, your job is to look at what the upsides are in what you perceive to be wrong. A bit like the question here about everyone else's bullshitting. Well, if, if everyone's a bullshitter, then the truth sets you free. You know, they, the, the, the cream always rises to the top of the milk, doesn't it? And so if your competitors are all liars, that's all right. Just forgot where I was for a minute. There the cricket started going. (laughs) I don't really know why you asked the question, but you mentioned paradox. But John Demartini also taught me this the other way around. So my dad has bipolar. And often the hardest times are when my dad perceives that he is in his best state of mind, where he's excited, maybe a bit delusional. Like he has this mania where everything gets exaggerated. So in the early days, when he was on a high, we'd all be really happy. But it's, when he's on a high, he smokes 60 fags a day. He pisses outside in the garden. He, um, like when he puts salt and pepper on his food, he just basically puts the whole fucking pot on. He, um, when he has tomato juice or Worcester sauce, he pours half the bottle of Worcester sauce in. And his, everything is exaggerated in his mentality, but it's destructive. And so what I learned about this paradox is when you think things are going well, then you're going to get a 450,000 pound fucking bill. When your son just gets a hole in one, the next day you're going to crash your Ferrari through News International building. 
when you feel at your lowest lows, someone's going to come and pick you up and support you just when you think you're lost and struggling and you've been fighting for so long in entrepreneurship to make the money. You know, when you had all this big stress and worry, finally someone fires you and makes it really fucking easy. So, yeah, I think wisdom is in being able to see the paradox in the moment and not have to wait a a month or a year later to get the lesson. You know, like when you've been stuck in a really nasty relationship or you've just been stuck in a relationship and a year or two later, you're like, oh man, why didn't I leave that earlier? Or I couldn't see my way out then, but now I see clearly. And for me, wisdom is being able to see clearly in the moment when you're feeling the emotion. That's not easy, but that's mastery, I believe. It's wisdom, living a, our higher level life. So I find myself trying to embrace paradoxes, which is like, okay, like, things are going really well here. Don't spend all your money, which is what you tend to do when things are going really well. Don't get cocky, which is what you tend to do when things are going really well. Because if, if you get those, the universe will give you the feedback you need. If you stay balanced and don't get cocky. The world doesn't need to give you the lesson not to be cocky. But if you go out there being cocky, the world will give you the lesson. You know, someone close to you will put you back in your box or you'll get trolled or critiqued or whatever. So that's probably going to be the best property investment decision you ever made if you look at the balanced upsides. Like as soon as someone says property Spain and golf course... (laughs) You know, like, you're just going to know instantly, like, no way. It might teach you to be a bit less trusting. It might teach you to be a bit more analytical. All the lessons that you probably need to do good property deals. So I just cannot think of anything that's not a paradox. Why is it that when people are in a 20-year relationship, all they want to do is be single and free? Why isn't it when they're single and free for 15, 20 years, they're lonely and they want to be in a relationship? It's a paradox. Exactly. That's that's the paradox. But then when you've got it, you don't want it, which is the paradox. You know, like when you I don't know how many relationships you've all been in and I'm not going to say I've been in loads. But I'll tell you one thing I've learned about relationships now. There is no perfect partner. There is someone who has different sets of upsides and downsides. That's the reality. There is no perfect person. I'm not. I'm a great business partner to Mark, but I'd be a terrible business partner to someone like me. Mark would be a terrible business partner to Mark. And he's a brilliant business partner to me. Like the things that Mark and my wife say to me that cut me the most or make me feel like they've just put my whole life into a boring reality existence. Every time I get excited, I just get a throwaway bit of sarcasm that shoots me down like some school child. I also realise there's good advice in there. I come up with loads of ideas. I'm out of all the people in my circle, I'm the best at coming up with ideas. And they get pissed on left, right and centre. And I'm like, why are you pissing on all my ideas? They're like, because they're shit, Rob. It's probably good feedback. But then one day I'll have a brilliant idea and if they piss on that, then they'll lose out. So I just cannot see anything that isn't a paradox. It doesn't make for really good social media to say, you know, like there's no always and there's no never. And when people say always and never, I don't think that's wise. I think they're emotional. Always do this. Well, no, don't always do that because nothing is always or never. So people, 
Media want extremes. I like you, I don't like you. We'll pump you up in the media, you know, you, we love you at the moment, now we hate you and we'll bring you down. The character traits in human beings that you despise, you also possess. Everybody does, because unless you have some physical, like, thing in your brain, you'll fuck people over if it saves your kids. You'll lie, you'll cheat, because they are what human beings are able to do. So everything that every human being is able to do, so are you, but you could also love and support and care. I said to John DeMartino when I, when I was interviewing him, I said, what do you think's really wrong in the world at the moment that you'd like to change? And he just looked at me for about 10 seconds and paused. You should watch that bit of the episode, by the way. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with the world. It is exactly how it's supposed to be. And that's very, very wise. That like gives me goosebumps. It's just, that is wisdom. Because, you know, all the murder, all the poverty, all that, that, you know, you feel is so wrong. But he believes the universe is, has infinite intelligence. And so everything is just how it's supposed to be. And by the way, that's also the way to keep yourself the most sane when you're emotionally volatile. Because I tell you what causes you pain, expecting an outcome to be different to what it is. And the, the bigger the contrast or gap between, well, I thought I was going to make a million this year and I've made 10 quid. There's going to be a lot of unhappiness in that contrast. If you expected to make 10 quid and made 20 quid, you'd be happy. So pain, suffering, depression, loneliness, it's all, I perceived it should be X and it's actually Y. So, I mean, John Martini also said to me, I got, a, you know, a, I've learned a lot from this guy. I remember him saying to me in the back of the Range Rover when we were driving into Peterborough, we picked him up and to an event he spoke at for me. And he looked at me and he went, Rob, I gave up being happy so long ago because it made me so damn depressed. And I was like, there's a double take, man, what? He's got these fucking mind benders. What? But, you know, chasing happiness is a paradox. Because happiness isn't a destination. You have fleeting moments of happiness. You don't have perennial happiness. But the search for perennial happiness brings perennial sadness. So he said, you know, like, it's not about elation and happiness. Okay, you know, you, you feel those emotions. But it's actually gratitude, love, these transcendent human emotions. So like, there's a lot of people out there that I don't think understand happiness. And I'm not saying I've got the answer. And yeah, I know there's some Buddhist monks that have meditated 12 hours a day and they can feel more happy. But they've had to meditate 12 hours a day to feel more happy. I couldn't be fucked to do all that work to feel more happy. Um, but like, the more you chase the illusion of perennial happiness, the more empty your life is going to be. Like, happiness is one of a, a magnitude of emotions that you as a human being possess. You wouldn't have all the other emotions if happiness was the outcome of the emotion you're supposed to experience. Emotions are feedback to the environment. So you get a reward for doing something that helps your evolution and you get a penalty or a pain for doing something that threatens your evolution. That's why our you know, survival responses are automatic. That they override all of our happiness emotions because it that is better for our survival and evolution as a species. We're an animal. So I believe, and I'm still trying to figure this out more, but I believe, I, I can't help but think past, the purpose of humanity is growth to improve our chances of evolution to survive as a species. I can't, what else could our purpose of a species be beyond that? Okay, human beings are more complicated, aren't they? And we have our own individual purpose. 
I'm going to be a violinist, I'm going to get us on Mars. But that's all just for the betterment of the species, whether it's emotion through someone playing a violin or getting on Mars to help us survive, we've killed the planet. But it's all about evolution, growth. And actually, happiness, you don't, it's not the best emotion for growth. The best emotions for growth are frustration, comparison, challenge. Happiness is the reward for getting there. So you need the promise of it and you need to know what it feels like to get there. But what happens when you get there? It dissipates and then there's something new. And that's the classic entrepreneur, isn't it? I, oh, I will be so happy when I make five grand a month. By the time you make five grand a month, you're spending six. <laughs> I'll just be done. I only need 10. And then you need 20 and then you need 50 and then you need 100. So I could talk about everything in life and um, I could find a paradox in everything. So if you're struggling and it's really getting to you, you've got to find the upsides in the situation. You know, muscles grow by, I looked at my arms like I fucking got any. <laughs> <laughs> muscles grow through being broken. We grow through being challenged. We don't grow when we're sitting there meditating. I wouldn't describe myself as an enlightened being. Um, yeah, I think I'm just, I'm someone who tries to fix and figure out everything. And talk about a paradox. If you want a solution, I'm perfect. If you want to be listened to, I'm a fucking pain in the ass. My wife is always going, I don't need fixing. Just listen to me. I don't fix me. Sorry, for fuck's sake. You brought the problem. It's not a problem. I just need to talk about it. Ooh. So yeah, I'm constantly like work, trying to work things out, figure things out, improve. It's a bit of an addiction for me. And so on that continual pursuit of what does this mean? How do I make life better? How do I give more? How do I make more? How do I grow? How do I get more out of life? How do I discover? You come to these realizations. Like being able to see the upside and the downside has really helped me through some otherwise turbulent times that have probably sunk me into depression. I'm not, of course you still feel the emotions, but you've got different levels of emotional mastery. But I can also feel, I can almost feel very, very threatened and scared and defensive and then immediately see the upside in it within probably less than a second. Whereas that process would take me weeks when I was younger because I didn't have the understanding or the practice of, and, and remember what I've also done because I can't help but do anything else. And that's what we all do is I've also projected to you my values. Um, so certain people might have a lower base level of happiness more frequently. I think like I'm, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm quite an addictive guy and I get really addicted to things. So contentment's not enough for me. I need adrenaline and excitement and, you know, I'm, I kind of like, but because the, the great, because happiness actually is, there's no such thing. There's, there's lots of different feelings of happiness. There's contentment, there's elation. You know, there's that feeling, you know, when you finally overcame your, one of your biggest life challenges, that feeling, I don't even know what you call that, but that's an amazing feeling. So happiness, I think, is a generic term. I think there are different types of happiness is what I'm trying to say. So, and like, so you can reduce the stress, the anxiety, the challenge by putting yourself through less problems.
But the sacrifice, the paradox is lower feelings of elation and victory and success. So what happiness are you after? Sometimes I just want to spend a Sunday and feel content, i.e. not always incessantly thinking about going bigger and questioning myself and analysing myself. Every weekend, my leg just does that all fucking weekend because I've got no outlet for my noisy brain. So, I, you know, like not a lot, but sometimes I just don't want to do that. So I just want to be able to relax. And it's not happiness. It's just be content for what I've got for a day. Would you call that satisfaction then, Rob? Yeah, I think, for, I mean, I think we all define our own, but this is an, I'm glad you said that because for me, you might have um, contentment, satisfaction, you know, pleasure, which is probably more momentary. Fulfillment. Fulfillment is that I'm living my purpose. I'm very fulfilled. I know that for a fact, but I'm often not that content because for me fulfillment is the journey on my mission and I'm I know for a fact I'm on mission and I think anyone who knows me that's pretty obvious and and when I think about it I get this deep sensation but it's not a happiness sensation because immediately it's like fuck I've got more work to do it's never done is it your mission is never done I also know men and women are different or different types of personality types are different because we're wired different and I have to sort of respect that. So I talk to entrepreneurs mostly and I'm certainly not the know-it-all of human beings in every area of my life. That's why I don't look down upon people who are employed because some people, are they, they need to be led and they're not meant to be leaders. And that's why I've always said I work with people if they choose but I won't say you're wrong or you're a loser or whatever just because you've got a job because that might be better for you. I, I, what I'm trying to do in my life is feel these extreme sensations but not have them rule my life. So like if we've got a really big fucking problem, you have to feel the pain to get it fixed and you can't avoid it but I don't want it to take me spiralling down into something that it's not. Of course, I want to chase the feeling of... One thing I missed through not doing sport anymore, because I used to do a lot of sport, I used to fight martial arts, I used to play cricket for the county, I used to play golf for the county. I missed that feeling of winning, holding the long putt, winning the competition, winning the fight, having a really good sparring session. I want to feel that again, but I'm not competing with anyone anymore other than myself. So, like, I've just built this supporter program. I've got a lot of supporters and I'm, there aren't many people in the world who've got a supporter program. And I kept screenshotting. Part of it's my addiction, 1700, 1750. I, I kept screenshotting. But one of the reasons I did it was I wanted to look at that and go, do you know what? You're allowed to feel good about that. You've done something really special. You know, that supporters challenge where all those people were making all, those mon all that money. Who the fuck else did that? No one else. I did that. Well, they did, but I did the challenge. And I'm not very good at stopping and going, look at what you've done. And I know I need to do that more. But the more I do that, the less I strive for more. You know, there's an 80-20 principle, isn't there? It seems to be an 80-20 principle in life. 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. 
80% of the boarding and 20% of the area, 80% of the wear on 20% of the carpet you wear, um, 20% of your clothes, 80% of the time, hence holes in this T-shirt. So, you know, is it realistic to be happy 100% of the time? No. Maybe 20% of the time's pretty good.